Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will. All right, welcome into Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags. Joining me, as always, is Dane. Giving this a second try here tonight. Uh, it is my fault as the internet connection here went down. Uh, part of the joys of doing a live stream podcast. Uh, once in a while, you can run into technical difficulties. So if we threw anyone off there, uh, please accept our sincerest apologies. But here we are recording here, Dane, on a Thursday evening. Uh, and the Packers came off a big win on Sunday night. Uh, to get to six and six squarely now in the playoff picture, controlling our own destiny. So, uh, Dane, I gotta say, um, first of all, how are you doing tonight? I'm trying to get you into, uh, the Instagram room here, but, um, how are you doing tonight knowing that the Packers not only came away with a huge win at home on Sunday night football, second straight primetime win against the Kansas City Chiefs, but are now squarely in the playoffs if the season were to end today. And, uh, you know, we've got a bunch of work left to do. But i got to tell you, uh, two months ago, I do not think that we would have th- uh, been in this position. So quite a shock and uh, quite a joy uh, that we've had this turnaround. And, and here we are yeah. with the Packers uh, with a chance now with the third straight primetime game on Monday Night Football. Uh, against the New York Giants to get not only above 500, but to start to solidify their spot uh, as a playoff team in the NFC. So, Dan, yeah, hey, here you are. How are you hey, doing, man. man? We got I'm you in so, here. I'm so good, Wags. Uh, happy Thursday night, folks. Uh, happy, happy Packer. Packer almost winning streak now, three out of four, as you mentioned. And, um, yeah, how, how could we not be pleased with this team? And, and I'll, you know what, Legs, I'll take a little bit of technical difficulties on the front end of our podcast because that's probably the biggest loss this Packers fan base has had, uh, in a little while. I couldn't be happier. Um, for Jordan Love's improvement, with the offense's improvement, with Joe Barry in this defense. And uh, you said it, you know, this is the third straight national, nationally televised game. Uh, we saw them take care of business on Thanksgiving, uh, where very few people gave them a chance to win. And then pretty much nobody gave them a chance to win on Sunday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs came to Green Bay. Guess what? Packers took care of business. And now, we're, we're looking at um, going going on a three-game win streak, and, and and what would that be for out of our last five? The Packers are in playoff position. They win out. They're in. Um, so, you know, all of that's to say, Wags, I feel like we're ahead of schedule now as an organization, as a team. Jordan Love has really rounded the corner. He's playing really inspired, great football for this Packers team, and, and these young guys are rallying around him. So I'm pumped to talk about tonight's game. We can reflect a little bit. Uh, excuse me. I'm pumped to talk about Monday night's game, uh, reflect a little bit uh, uh, on, on last week, and really look forward uh, to, to, to Monday night. It's going to be another heck of a matchup going out to New York against the New York Giants, a team that's had some struggles. But um, we know in this league, um, never say never. So, so you know, let's get into it, man. I mean, how, how are you feeling going into Monday night against a New York Giants team that's coming off a bye? Yeah, uh, bye and even though you wouldn't know it by the record, two straight wins before the bye. 
Um, so I, I'll, I'll say this. How could you not feel anything but phenomenal right now? As I said just before, um, Packers know now all of a sudden you're in a position where all you can do is get knocked down a, 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 a rung. And so they've got work. They've got to build consistency, stack success, so to say. We're going to get this figured out here, Dane. Uh, but um, th- this is a game that, on paper, Packers flat out should win. Uh, we should win this game against the New York Giants. Um, you know, you don't want to take anyone for granted, as you said, but Tommy DeVito uh, still uh, is the starting quarterback for the New York Giants. And so um, Tyrod Taylor is potentially available, uh, but I think they're going to run with Tommy DeVito from everything I've been seeing. And he, he hasn't played bad football in the last couple of games that they've won. So, not very good opponents, uh, I'll grant you, uh, taking on a two-win uh, New England Patriots team and, and winning that game 10-7 before the bye, uh, and a, a hapless Washington Commanders team that is really last in the league defensively, and but they were able to do what they needed to do against a bad defense, albeit put, to put up some points. So in this league, you can't take anyone lightly, uh, but Dane, we've got really nice momentum. We do actually have a win streak. We won three in a row. Um, so against some really quality opponents, I, I would be very disappointed if the Packers have a letdown on Monday night football going into New York uh, against a team that, frankly, um, I, I think we need uh, outmatch on paper. Uh, but we should have uh, all the respect for them in the world. Uh, they knocked us out last year when we went to, to London and uh, they were able to come back in the second half and, and steal a win. And that was kind of the start of a little bit of a slide last season uh, against the Giants. So uh, they're a well-coached team uh, despite their record. Um, maybe they're showing a little bit of improvement and a little bit of a, a turnaround themselves um, despite the uh, their opponents. Uh, you get a couple of wins and, and good things can start to happen. Uh, as we've just seen with this Packer team. So, um, Dane, let's get into the injury report, though, yeah. because I think that's going to really tell the bigger picture. Um, it's not any shorter than it's been in recent weeks, but what's what's really highlight for you? What stands out to you when you're looking at the injury report, particularly from the Packers' side of things? Yeah, Wags, uh, good question, and you're right. It's, it's certainly not getting any shorter uh, for this Packers team, and – um, you know what? It, I think it starts again with with um, you know with 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 guys that I think it's uh, we can't expect to play. I don't think Aaron Jones obviously is going to be going uh, this week. He was a limited participant, but I'd be shocked if he was able to go. Um, you know, did not practice. He, 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 Darnell Savage um, now with a chest injury. I thought he wags, and I, I'm curious your take on this, but I thought he played some of the best football he's played in a you know, number of games coming back from his injury. So it remains to be seen if he's going to be available um, uh, available this week, did not practice. Some encouraging news was Eric Stokes, uh, who was a full participant, Wags, in practice this week. So Stokes, in my view, 
um, maybe ahead of schedule in, in getting back here. His window is larger than just this week to come back, but it looks like um, there's a real potential that he's able to go. Um, so that one really sticks out. But then a couple other guys that did not practice, uh, Christian Watson, who we saw go down with what we think or what we know now is a hamstring injury. Um he said that, you know, he doesn't think it's, it's IR worthy. It, it was something along those lines today, um, at, uh, talking with media, but I think that, um, you know, it's going to be another week or two. I think it's unlikely he goes this week. And then Quay Walker also, uh, did not practice this week, um, with a shoulder injury. And then Jair Alexander, I'm, listen, why, it might be shorter if we list, list who's, you know, healthy right now, but Jair Alexander, limited participant again. And, 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 you know, actually I'm reading a comment right now. I think job practicing means nothing at this point due to practice for two weeks and then act inactive on game week. Um, that's a lethal bar says that in our Insta comments. So, um, you know, to, to those, that point, Jair has been practicing, you know, at least in a limited fashion, but with this back injury, it's just really, really hard to see. So all of that's to say, Wags, from the Packers stand, or Packers injury standpoint, a lot of dudes with a lot of different injuries, um, to never totally know who's going to go and who's not going to go. But a lot of key players are banged up this time of year for every team. The Packers just happen to list them all. Uh, but I would, I'd be very shocked if, um, Aaron Jones goes this week. I'd be flabbergasted if Christian Watson went this week. Everybody else largely, I think, is up in the air. Yeah. Um, I, Dane, are you, are you ready to have the conversation that we've had off and on about David Bakhtiari? Um, in reference to Jair Alexander, like, is there an elephant in the room that we need to address? There seems to be some smoke that, uh, maybe Jair's not seeing eye to eye with the organization. Is it due to his injury? Different differences of opinion. Is there more going on there? And he's just not, you know, on board, uh, with whatever Packers are doing either organizationally or with the coaching staff. Um, you know, I don't know if we want to read too much into that. Uh, they're saying he's hurt, but to your point, a limited participant early in the week doesn't seem to mean much as far as their availability to play on Sunday or Monday in past seasons. It seems like majority of the time, not always, uh, when you see a guy that's a limited participant in the first practice of the week, if he continues to practice, Usually they're ramping up to play on Sunday, unless they're coming off missing a few games or off, coming off the IR. Then you'll see a ramp up period where they might do limited participant, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sit out that first week back and then pr- get another full week of practice. But Jair, I, I don't know, Dane, this is interesting. You say back, they're listing him with a shoulder injury. So maybe he's got a little, uh, a little of both going on, but you've been probably the more critical of of us two is when it comes to Jair over the last couple of seasons. Uh, should we be reading into this more than what's going on here? Or, or what's your take on the situation? You know, I, 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 I know nothing uh, on, you know, the, the internal workings of, of this situation. I'm not going to pretend to know anything, but feels odd at this point. And, 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 you know, I'm not trying to make something out of nothing. The last thing I want is there to be any kind of controversy going on with the highest paid corner, you know, one of them in the league and and then the Packers. But the reality is, is Jair has been on and off um, in going. I thought the last year at times his output wasn't 
everything that we'd hoped it would be. And it's really hard when the Packers defense starts to go on a roll in his absence and he's still missing, you know, game after game after game. So I don't know if it's a coaching thing. I don't know if he really just can't go. Um, I don't know exactly what's going on here, but it is becoming fairly concerning that a high priced guy and somebody that, you know, should be a leader on this defense continues to not be able to go week in and week out because we need all the help we can get on this defense as a young team. We need to have our veteran guys be leaders out there, both on the field and in the locker room. And I'm not saying that's not happening. I'm just saying that it seems like there is a disconnect right now between Jair Alexander and the organization. I can't put my finger exactly on what it is, but something is going on here. It doesn't feel quite right. It's not passing the gut check for me at this point. Yeah. And he's, not been available to the media at times, even though he said he was going to talk. Uh, I think not maybe la- it was either last week or the week before he said he was going to talk uh, on Friday before the game and uh, just wasn't available all of a sudden last minute. Um, so, you know, when things like that start happening, you start, you know, there's uh, there's going to be speculation. Yes. Um, and we don't know exactly what's going on, but those things don't happen without reason either, Dane. So um, I know a lot of folks are going to say, well, you know, don't let's not make any assumptions. We're not two guys that typically jump to no. conclusions. Um, there's there's something there. Uh, I think it's safe to say. And, and maybe the Packers and Jair are, are handling it the right way internally because nothing's really come out. Um, you'd like to hope so, uh, but Hopefully, he can get healthy and get out there. Um, from a game standpoint, though, Dane, if Eric Stokes is ready to go, and I think John Stone makes a, a great point here. Thanks, John. I'm going to throw your comment up and uh, on the screen here. Valentine and Valentine have been doing great, and I completely agree with that. Um, and, and, heck, Kayshawn Nixon gets a game ball last week, uh, making a beautiful interception uh, on a read at the line of scrimmage uh, from Patrick Mahomes. So. These guys are are really stepping up and playing some great football. Um, Valentine got away with a, a PI at the end of the game against MVS. We're not going to argue that point. Um, that said, getting Eric Stokes potentially back this week uh, could be a nice lift, not only just from a depth standpoint, but I'd love to get Eric Stokes out there in special teams. Uh, I think we talked about that as a potential way to ramp him up uh, when he came back off the IR the first time. Um, I think Eric Stokes can get out there for some different looks and, and some different packages. And frankly, um, I think it it helps us to move some of these guys around. I, I mentioned last week, as well as Ballantyne has played, and he really has played well. He's the guy that defenses are trying to key in on right now uh, as a de facto weak link, not because he is a weak link or has been a weak link necessarily, but that's the guy that they've identified that they're going to try to attack. Um, so Eric Stokes gives that a, a, a potential shield, um, and I think it makes it a little bit harder uh, when you've got another guy out there with his pedigree uh, to be able to cover up some things uh, and, and maybe disguise some things that the Packers want to do on the defensive side of the ball. 
Yeah, Lethal Bars and Insta Live says 37-35. So that, folks, is uh, Valentine and Valentine and 34. Jonathan Owens have been truly amazing the last three weeks, especially. Um, couldn't agree more. Marco, hey, go Pack go. Um, uh, are we staying in the playoffs? We'll be talking about it, Marco, but we're feeling good uh, uh, tonight, at least. Um, but yeah, Wags, I, I think you're spot on. And what a good week to get Eric Stokes um, to work back in to the defense. I'm actually really encouraged to see the possibility that we get him back going on a Monday night game against the Giants. This is a Giants offense that has struggled um, massively uh, at a number of fronts this year. You mentioned that DeVito, their, their undrafted third string quarterback, who's made a few starts. He, I believe this would be his fourth or fifth start uh, that, that he's going to make uh, th- this coming Monday night. But um you know, they, this has been an offense that has largely struggled. It's struggled to protect the quarterback, and it's 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 a it's an offense that um, you know takes some time to get going. I mean, folks, one of the wins, I think they won ten to seven or seven to three or something like that. I mean, they I don't think they've scored more than seventeen points more than once or twice this year. Um, all, all of that's to say, what a great week, right, Wags, to get Stokes back in the fold along with K-9, along with Valentine, along with Valentine. Um, you want depth at every position, but in the National Football League, you can truly never have enough good defensive backs and enough cornerbacks. Um, so even at Wags, if, as you said, uh, they work, the Packers work Stokes back in to, you know, uh, on the um, on special teams, and then maybe what uh, uh, some snaps right on defense, on some down in distance, and then some um, some important drives, important moments. Um, what a great way to do it! We're in a very fortunate position that I'm not sure we necessarily anticipated four or five weeks ago, where um, there's a lot of guys who were not in a huge massive rush to get Stokes back, but when he comes back, I think that he can make a real impact for this defense uh, and really help out on the back end. Uh, especially against a Giants team that I think is going to have a lot of trouble against this Packers front end of the defense this week and bring in some heat against their rookie quarterback. Yeah, and Dane, I think you just said it. Let's make them throw the football. So game plan this week has got to be to let's let's all gas, no breaks offensively. And then on the defensive side of the ball, it's all about Saquon Barkley. And Joe Barry and this defensive staff do something that they haven't done very well. Uh, now the defense is playing great. Um, I, I'm not going to take top ten away from now. Them. Top ten. But I'm talking about really. a offense that's not very good that has one elite talented player as a running back, mind you. Can they single handedly try to key on him and take him away? Because Tommy DeVito. I'll take my chances any day uh, on him trying to complete throws. Uh, he's had a couple of nice games. Don't want to take anything away from him. He's an NFL caliber quarterback. Can he complete some of those passes? Sure. Uh, but you, you, I don't want to underemphasize this, Dane. The Giants have given up 69 sacks so far this year. That's far and away uh, worse than anyone else in the league. And so if we can make them throw the football, uh, the way that our defensive line and our our, our edge uh, pass rushers have been absolutely teeing off on some good offensive lines in the Chiefs and Lions the last couple of games, uh, they should be able to feast uh, on the Giants if they're going to have to be in lots of passing situations. And I'm not talking about just on third down. I'm talking about first and second down as well. So um, let's 
let's see if this Packer defense can rise to the occasion. Um, frankly, uh, they, they played well. I didn't, I can't really argue with the results of the game plan defensively last week, mm-hmm. but I, I wasn't a huge fan of Isaiah Pacheco being able to just eat our lunch. And, and honestly, uh, if the Chiefs would have been a little bit better in the red zone, uh, we're talking about a, a much tighter game at the end. And so maybe that doesn't change the result from a win to a loss, but I don't want them playing with their food either. Uh, this is not a week where we've got Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. So that's a whole different uh, proposition. That's a whole other argument. And you know what, Coach Barry, that's why you're the defensive coordinator and I'm not. I'm not going to give you a ton of, of more credit in most normal circumstances uh, for the game plan that you devised against the Chiefs last week. Bravo, man. You 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 came up with a plan that I wouldn't have, and it worked. Uh, so that's fantastic. This week, it's Tommy DeVito at quarterback. Let's make him throw that football. I don't want to see Saquon Barkley getting 20 carries, uh, getting 100-plus yards this week. Uh, we've got to shut down that Giants run game because – I don't think that they're going to be able to do much passing the football. Uh, and frankly, the way that our defensive line and our edge guys have been getting after it, uh, I think Tommy DeVito is going to be fumbling. I think he's going to be on the ground on his back an awful lot if we're able to do any semblance of, of shutting down Saquon Barkley on, on Monday night. Yeah, I'm I'm laughing. I'm smiling. Uh, a because of what you're saying, Wags, and B on the Insta chat. Alan, my buddy, says Joe Barry runs a top ten defense. What timeline is this? Um, I like that comment. That's fantastic, Alan. And and yeah, I mean it's it's pretty uh it's uh pretty incredible. Uh, Lethal Bar says 100% agree with Wags. Stop the run and make Tommy beat you. That's the way to do it, Wags, right? Um, and, and that's, this is, this is a huge other piece. So we, we talked about the, the Packers injury report, but on the Giant side of things, the one that really stands out to me is Evan Neal. You talked about how poor the offensive line play has been for the New York Giants. That was with Evan Neal in. Evan Neal is a starting offensive tackle for the Giants. He didn't practice today. Um, so, uh, you know, this is an offensive line that's already struggling significantly, and now they could be down another, um, you know, guy that they've deemed to be better than all the other guys um, in one of the worst offensive lines in football. So, Wags, you said it, right? Um, take away the run, make Tommy DeVito beat you through the air, and, and really, if you can key in uh, every way possible on Saquon Barkley, um, I will take our chances, as you said. Every single day and twice on Sunday and hell, three times on Monday night, if Tommy DeVito's got to drop back 25, 30 plus times and throw that football, I love our chances. Um, but this is a week where Joe Barry, let's not get cute. Let's not overthink things. Let's not do this two down lineman stuff. Let's get some guys in the box, stop Barkley at all costs, and then make the Giants beat us through the air. Okay, Dane. I'm going to ask a question, and you can laugh at this, but any chance there's some game and ship, and it's actually Tyrod Taylor that we see on Monday night? And if there is, does it change anything? Honestly, does it change anything from a game plan perspective? No. You know, Ty, Ty Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, maybe five years ago, uh, he was a little more athletic and was able to move around in the pocket a little bit more. Um, and, you know, he's just a different guy, right, five years ago as far as just athletically. Um, but, no, I don't honestly think so at this point. I get the sense, too, that there's a little bit of a a, a, a fracture uh, among him and the coaching staff, he had some public comments this week, and I, I don't have them in front of me, but he sounded like he's ready to go and is 
disappointed to say the least that he is not going to be the guy this week. I don't think they're doing all of that smoke and mirrors this week. I get what the Giants are doing. And if I were the Giants, I'd probably do the same thing, right? Um, DeVito, they want to see what they have in an undrafted rookie quarterback that's just one, two straight. Now he has a week during a bye to, to prep going into a Monday night game. Why would you go back to a, you know, veteran one-year contract quarterback um, that they've had mixed success with when he's been on the field, when you have that unknown quantity that now you have the ability to, to you know, take a longer look at? Um, why wouldn't they do that, right? It makes too much sense. I don't think that there's much gamesmanship going on there. Now, I'm not saying that Tyrod Taylor doesn't make an appearance on Monday night if things go south really quickly, but I do think that this is a, a Tommy DeVito a game and game plan, and, and that's where the concerns that I have going into it. It's not DeVito. It's not this Giants offense. It's just there isn't a lot of tape on this young man. And we've seen it time and again in the NFL that guys that don't have a lot of tape can kind of catch lightning in a bottle for a week or two or three weeks. Now, he hasn't lit the world on fire in his wins, as I've mentioned. But even that being said, Wags, I can see this being a week with a young Packers team. And I'm not pointing fingers at anybody individually. And we haven't seen it happen. But this is a young Packers offense, a young Packers largely defense where, you know, maybe they come into this game going, oh, look at us. We're beating all these good teams. We're, you know, we're going to just do it again, right? So I'm, I'm hopeful that Coach LaFleur, this coaching staff, and the guys in this locker room understand that there's still a lot of work to be done and that um, they're just getting started and that, you know, their Super Bowl wasn't last week on Sunday Night Football against the Chiefs. They've got to keep doing it if they want to make some hay and make it into the playoffs. So that's my biggest concern. I think you're right on paper. This is a Packers team that is significantly better than this New York Giants football defense or this New York Giants football offense, this team. Um, but, you know, there's a lot more and that's why they play the games on Sunday. And that's why the, the term any given Sunday is a real term because this team can beat the Packers if the Packers don't come in prepared, if they don't come in mentally prepared or if they don't have the right game. plan. Yeah, sure. Um, so Dane, let's, let's talk a little bit then um, about, what the Packers have been doing that's been working. Uh, let's, let's stick on the offense side of the ball. We're, we've talked injuries. We've talked what the Giants, yeah. uh, can do and, and what we expect the game plan to do. But uh, honestly, I, I've just been so pleased with the way the Packers have been throwing the football, uh, just executing just so crisply. Jordan Love's, uh, accuracy has gotten better and better every week. Um, but more than that, it seems like he and his receivers have gotten much more aligned and on the same page than what they were earlier in the season. And clearly we're seeing that in the results, right? But it, it, more than that, it's that we're getting multiple guys involved. It, it's, it's all over the field. Um, Dontavian Wicks, Romeo Dobbs, uh, Christian Watson gets going. Um, certainly I don't think he's going to be playing this week with the hamstring, but, um, we, we've gotten involvement from all over the field, young tight ends now too. Um, and so it, it's not just Musgrave, but we, we've got Tucker Craft and, and Ben Sims that have stepped up the last couple of weeks. So this is just, I think such a, a huge development for a young offense. I think all of these guys are so hungry. And so one thing about a young team is that can drive inconsistency in the results. But on the flip side, having a young team, there's not as much complacency when you're playing, uh, you're looking at the other team and you're saying, oh, they're four and eight. They're not as good. Uh, a veteran team, sometimes that can be that 
quote unquote trap game. I, I don't think we're going to get that uh, with this young Packers team this year. So um, uh, that tells me, and I, I would be very surprised, especially on a prime, another primetime game on, on Monday night. If, if the Packers don't come out um, ready to go and, and guns blazing, passing that football. Uh, if we have another week without Aaron Jones, uh, AJ Dillon has been looking better, but, um, uh, frankly, uh, it's, uh, pushing all the right buttons in the past game that seems to be establishing a rhythm on the offensive side of the football. It's, it's, it's such a good point. And I, and, um, we'd be remiss not to, um, not to mention the, the free agent signing this week, um, because it came up in the chat. I, and I'm, I'm scrolling to see, um, who said it, but somebody was asking, do we think Kenyon Drake, who the Packers signed at running back is going to be up this week? I mean, he's practicing. Uh, he's out there this week, uh, uh, on the field with Aaron Jones unable to, likely unable to go. I thought Patrick Taylor Wags played a really nice football game last week, had a couple of really strong carries, really good in blitz pickup for them. But I love the, I love the ad of somebody like Drake, um, who, you know, a veteran guy, uh, somebody who's had a lot of success in this league, kind of a steady hand, uh, for this Packers, for this Packers team. If nothing else, he's a competitor. Um, so I really like what the Packers are doing and what I like what Goody's been doing, Wags. Um, well, first of all, you'd mentioned all these young guys. All these guys are what? 24 and younger, pretty much. Um, how good, um, has the last two drafts been for Goody as far as like completely real rebuilding, uh, 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 you know, the skill possession offensive group, right? All these wide receivers are so young. None of them are, are what, like first round picks are all second round and beyond. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned Musgrave who's down this year, but it just has such a bright future. Tucker Craft, you, you mentioned Ben Sims and Wags. How cool to see somebody like Ben Sims, undrafted guy, Vikings in training camp, comes to Green Bay and has, you know, a really, really a lot of success here. Malik Heath, another guy who had a nice wiggle uh, last week. So this is a, an extremely competitive offense and uh, uh, an extremely competitive skill position group. And, and then Mike mentions in our comments that the old line doesn't fold like Slinky will be all right. And that's really the, 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 at, at the core, the offensive line wings has gotten better. We, we've watched this team and when they struggled this year, it was when we were seeing revolving door at the tackles and when we were seeing just breakdowns uh, along the offensive line. And what we've seen the last few weeks and what makes all of this mix and work so well, it is, you know, of course, these skill position guys and these young running backs and everybody, but what it, what it comes down to at its core is this offensive line has found a way to, to, um, you know, unite and play really good football together, win at the line of scrimmage. And that has allowed Jordan Love to sit back in that pocket and let the football rip and find the guys. And yes, his accuracy has gotten better, but he's also, it's very clear his trust in his receivers and in his offensive line is significantly better. And, and now we can see some of that talent and some of that skill from this young guy. Uh, I still don't totally understand how this Packers team can be rotating left tackles <laughs> the way that they've done it or rotating right guards. It's just such a unique situation. But the end result's the same. The running game has been good enough, even when Aaron Jones has been down. And, and Jordan Love has had time to strike and throw and, and see the field and make the correct read. So, uh, Going into this week against the Giants Wags, the game plan, I think, remains the same. Stay aggressive. Let Jordan cook 
for a lack of a better term. I think early in the year, this offensive coaching staff um, really wanted Jordan to kind of keep it within the margins, right? And, and, and kind of check down and play safe. And over the last few weeks, we've clearly seen they just am letting him sling that football around. And what we've seen is, is just a ton more success, not only in stats, but in wins. So this week going into New York Wags, um, it's crazy for, for years on this podcast, you and I are always like, we need to establish the run. We said it with Aaron Rodgers. With Jordan Love right now, what I want to see is I want to see this guy stay aggressive and, and push the ball downfield and utilize these young receivers and, and not rely on one guy the way that, you know, he hasn't done. And it was a really good astute point on your part. He's not relying on one guy. He's just spraying the field. Whoever's open, you know, that's the appropriate read is getting the ball. And I just love that he's going back to the well with whoever's open. So that to me is the strategy yet again this week, Wags. Take what the defense gives you and let Jordan Love have the ball in his hands and be aggressive and tack downfield. Yeah, uh, Dane, I think one of the things that we can talk a little bit about is um, how they're using Henry Pearson. And 44 has gotten I'm proud that, of us. Yeah, yes. um, we've been consistent on this point all season. But this isn't a small thing. Not only has he gotten called up, um, he's getting a lot of snaps. And frankly... I think it's a big part of, of, of the resurrection of the past game, last couple of weeks. You might say, well, Wags, wait a second. How could Henry Pearson, fullback, who isn't really getting any targets at all in the past game, part of resurrecting it? Because they're using him as a motion guy. And our buddy Smith pointed this out. Three straight motions uh, last week. Same look, three different plays. So the thing is, it's not just motion. Uh, Packers had used lots of guys with motion and, and that can be something that can be beneficial in lots of different ways. But I think specifically to Henry Pearson, what that's doing is, is even though the Packers aren't using the run to set up the pass, it's the threat of the run by having the fullback be the motion guy, uh, that the defense really has to respect. So Henry Pearson is laying wood as a blocker. And they're looking and they've got to, they've got to be aware of, of where he's going, uh, when they're doing pre-snap motion. And if they've got a run look, Packers have been able to be efficient running the ball the last two weeks. AJ Dillon, you know, he's not lighting the world on fire, but, um, certainly he's taken advantage of his opportunities in the Lions game. He was a little dinged up and, uh, but he was able to be effective as a pass catcher out of the backfield as well. Um, so I, I think the point is here is, I really think the Packers have found something uh, from a personnel standpoint with having Henry Pearson as a fullback out there and, and being a primary emotion guy, because now the defense, that's that split second, especially at the second level with those linebackers, they can't be crashing down or spreading out based on uh, the situation. Is this a run or is this a pass? They've got to be aware of where Henry Pearson is as a blocker, uh, first and foremost. So that's going to make them respect the play action a lot more. And we've been seeing Jordan Love become more and more efficient and effective in those play action situations, attacking 
down the field, on the sidelines, and down the middle. And uh, I think Henry Pearson is not only a big key for what he's doing out there from an execution standpoint, but from a schematic standpoint, I think he's being being a real difference maker for this Packer offense. And I want to highlight that, um, not only because we love Henry Pearson on this podcast, but because I actually believe it with what I'm seeing out there and what I'm seeing on the film. I mean, at what point do they call him up, right, uh, and put him on the 53? Because he, I, I couldn't agree more. And he's had two call-ups from the practice squad, Wags. And it just it feels like, I, first of all, I, I couldn't agree more. And, but it does not feel like this is maybe something we're going to see more of, not only this year, but in the future for this organization. Like, he's giving them a look as you said, that is just unique. He, he's also just a hard-nosed player. So I wouldn't be surprised. I'm curious your take, but I wouldn't be surprised from a roster standpoint if, if Pearson isn't on this 53 before the season's out because I just I think he does add that extra piece of, um, of um, um, you know, he solidifies the run game in a way that they haven't been able to do without his services this year. Yeah, I think – and I, again, I don't know how much he's actually done for the run game. He's doing a great job throwing out mm-hmm. those elite blocker. Mm-hmm. Um, the numbers in the run game aren't saying that it's been a difference maker the last two games, but that's, it takes 11, uh, to get a run game going. Uh, that said, I, I just feel like the play action and, and what they're doing with him schematically, uh, is definitely adding another layer and another dimension. Um, and, and how many layers of the onion are they able to add to that? And that's the exciting thing is they can give a lot more looks. And technically, yeah, they could consider him a tight end. There's other tight ends that they could use. Deguara, um, you know, especially uh, is another guy that they could use in a similar fashion to that. But clearly they like what Henry Pearson's giving them and the look that he's giving them and the execution that he's giving them. So I agree. Whether he's another uh, call-up this week or not, um, I think they're going to be hard-pressed not to make a roster move and add Henry Pearson to 53-man roster, if not this week, uh, probably by next week. Looking, uh, you know, be, before we, we turn, turn, turn a new leaf here on this pod and talk about our X factors, our leap spirits X factors. Is there anything else offensively against this Giants defense in particular, or any matchups, uh, that you see? Because I mean, I, I think we both probably agree that this on paper, this Packers team matches very well favorably against this Giants defense. Um, especially with how, how much fire they, they've caught lately. But without Christian Watson, do you think that how, – how do you see that maybe impacting this game? That's a great question, Dane. Um, we're going to have to get probably a little bit more out of uh, Dontavian Wicks if Christian Watson's out. I think he's kind of the de facto um, you know, guy behind Christian Watson as far as how they want to utilize him, those guys in the offense. Uh, It's disappointing for Christian because he's taken some criticism for being a little bit inconsistent. Um, Dude's been battling more than his share of injuries, but hey, being healthy in this league is a skill as far as I'm concerned and being available. Um, So you can call it bad luck, call it whatever you want. Um, it's unfortunate, especially since he's really gotten rolling here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, but I think the Packers offensively are well suited 
Um, would it be better to have Christian Watson out there? Absolutely. But I think they're well suited to be able to work around uh, the absence of Christian Watson for a game or two uh, mm-hmm. with the emergence of some of these other guys. Uh, particularly, you mentioned Malik Heath. Uh, in the last few games, he's been getting more and more snaps, even with Christian Watson out there. Um, so I think between Heath and Dontavian Wicks, uh, they can replace a lot of what Christian Watson is giving you. Maybe not purely from that vertical element, but quite honest with you, uh, that hasn't been a very high percentage uh, of success most of this season anyway. Um, so it, if we're missing some verticality against this Giants team, that should not be the difference between winning and losing in this game, in, in my opinion. Um, let's go out there and uh, continue to execute uh, crisp routes and uh, work the field both horizontally and vertically, work the middle of the field, um, give these these Giants uh, lots of different looks. They're not the worst team on the defensive side of the football. Um, so I, I don't expect Packers to go out there and hang 40 on the Giants this week. Uh, but it, it's really the struggle for the Giants is on the offensive side of the football. Um, so frankly, uh, this is a week we've been saying, what's the number that they need to get to? Um, if the offense honestly puts up 20 points and, uh, we get, uh, maybe a defensive, uh, uh, opportunity to score, or a special teams opportunity to score, that should be more than enough this week. I would be awfully disappointed. If, if Packers score 20 or more points and that doesn't result in a W this week, would I love to see them just continue to light the world on fire and just uh, hang a huge victory up uh, over this Giants team? Absolutely. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is if we can get to 20 or more points, that should be more than enough to secure a victory against the Giants this week. I just, I, it's so funny, Wags, the NFL and how it works. If you told me in August, and we loved, we loved Heath and Wicks in August, right? But if you told me in August that Packers are currently, it's December 7th, the Packers as of today are in the playoffs. And we were like, yeah, Christian Watson's down, but we think Wicks and Heath are really, you know, it's going to be okay. Like, I'd be like, this is pretty awesome. So it's been, it, I mean, let's count our blessings on that one. It's, it's really cool to, you know, see this young receiving core, um, just, just seize the day and seize the opportunity. Um, I, if you have anything else, chime in now. Otherwise, I think we should get to the leap, uh, spirits X factors of the week. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Leap Vodka is, uh, who is sponsoring our X Factor of the week. And, um, so if you do not have Leap, you should have it in your liquor cabinet immediately. It's perfect for any type of Packer game day. Pre-game, post-game celebration. We're going to be mixing up a few different cocktail recipes for you. I don't care if it's Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, Monday night. It's so versatile. Uh, there's so many things that you can do with it. And frankly, Dane, it's delicious. It's my favorite vodka. Uh, so we have to get to that Leaps Vodka X Factor mm-hmm. of the Week. Offensive side of the ball, Dane. Um, I'll let you lead things off. Who do you have as your X Factor this week? 
Yeah, it's it is uh, Dontavian Wicks. Um, he he's a guy who's just a, a been phenomenal for this Packers team. Stepped up, has had some big moments, and wags with Christian Watson down. I think that Wicks is 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 primed for not only moving the chains, but I think he's probably getting in the end zone for this Packers offense as well. Uh, but he's a guy that I think has really really good energy and a rapport with Jordan Love. So for all those reasons, I mean, how could he not be my uh, leap vodka X factor? All right. I'm not frowning because I don't like your pick. I'm frowning because you keep stealing the guys I was going to pick. All right. Uh, but that's okay. Not to worry. I'm, I'm happy to go in another direction here. I've got backup selections. Um, Dane, you know what I'm going to do? I, I'm going to go to Romeo Dobbs this week. Mm. Um, I think Romeo has been pretty solid most of this season, uh, especially in the red zone. Uh, he's come up with some key catches. Uh, in big situations. Uh, so he's been very involved, but he hasn't had that true breakout game where he's just put the team on the back, you know, hundred plus yards, five to seven plus catch catches, maybe a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns. I, I don't want to get too carried away here, but, um, Maybe this is a week. We talked about uh, Jordan Love spreading it out. I think he can continue to do that. But if Christian Watson's down this week, um, and I think I love your pick with Wicks, by the way, and I think some of these other guys can make a big contribution. You know you don't have to convince me uh, to, to, to talk about Jaden Reed. But I, I'm just going to say this. I think Romeo Dobbs is due. I just think he's overdue to have one of those just big weeks and uh, this is Packers offense that's started to to be pretty successful the last few weeks. Um, so I think we're going to see a big week from Romeo Dobbs. So for that reason, I'm going to pick him as my leap vodka X factor on the offensive side of the ball. Tremendous. Wags, we are in fuego yet again. If you would have gone first and taken Wicks, Romeo was my backup selection. So I love this. And because I took yours, and I feel like I have been stealing some of yours these last few weeks, I think I have to let you go uh, just, just to make sure that we have harmony on this Packers podcast. So um, yeah, defensively, who do you have as your leap vodka player of the week uh, or X factor of the week on the defensive side? Yeah, man, uh, you're such a gentleman, I tell you. Uh, I've got so many favorites that it's hard for you not to steal uh, some of my picks. I, I, I'll be perfectly honest with you, Dane. But, um, okay, defensive side. All right, I, I'm not going to think about this too hard. I, I'm going to go back to Carrington Valentine. And he's been playing great football. Why do I have him as your X Factor, do you ask? Because I... I, just like Romeo Dobbs, uh, except on the defense side, I think Carrington Valentine is overdue for a big interception. Um, he's been all over some opportunities. Uh, he's gotten, I think, a couple interceptions this year, if I remember correctly. But I just have a little bit of feeling. And, Dane, I, I want to remind our audience that we've been pretty spot on with our X Factor and score predictions uh, for the most part this year. So. Um, Maybe one or both of us will be right uh, on both of these X-Factor picks, uh, but uh, Carrington Valentine, uh, not because I think, you know, the Giants are a real threat uh, from a, a passing uh, situation, but just because I think he could come up with a big play uh, and put a stamp on this game and uh, a kid could have a, a nice opportunity 
to show a national audience again uh, that we've got a bunch of young up-and-coming players on both sides of the football. Wags, so you went with a uh, rookie with Carrington Valentine, uh, undrafted rookie, right? Carrington was undrafted. Seventh-round yeah. pick. Seventh-round uh, pick, thank yep. you, yes. So I'm going to go rookie on the opposite side of the draft spectrum, and I'm going to go with Lucas Van Ness as my uh, Leap Vodka uh, X-Factor this week. And uh, the reason's clear. They're, the Giants' offensive line has struggled all year. I thought last week Lucas Van Ness had another couple really nice plays. He's putting it together. He's getting more and more consistent week in and week out. And this week, Wags, um, you know, we talk about somebody opposite of Rashawn Gary who's going to be the guy week to week. Um, I think that we are starting to watch Lucas Van Ness emerge as the other guy week to week, being the consistent pass rusher, being the consistent guy that can help stop the run uh, against somebody as talented as Saquon Barkley. So, um, Wex, Lucas Van Ness continues his ascension uh, as this de- defense continues to build um, heat and build steam. Monday Night Football, we see a national uh, on, t- on national TV, a coming out party for him. I expect him to get one more than one sack this week. Lucas Van Ness is going to be my leap spirits, excuse me, leap vodka X factor this week because I think he can blow things up against this New York Giants offensive line. I love that. And I'll be honest with you, I really wanted to pick someone on the edge or the defensive line. Uh, but it's, it's not like I'm going to pick Rashawn Gary again. I, I, although yeah. I, I, I like that I did that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I will say though, uh, if Lucas Van Ness gets a couple of sacks this week, I think Rashawn Gary is going to get a couple of sacks this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, Kenny Clark or, or, or someone, uh, Colby Wooden or Carl Brooks or someone on that defensive line could get a sack or a sack and a half or two. Um, this could be a sack fast this week if our game plan comes to fruition, Dane. And, uh, with that could be a nice Carrington Valentine pick. Pick six. I don't know. I, I'm just saying. Uh, let's let's work and collaborate and and do some teamwork together on our X Factor prediction. Uh, I think we just did that, Dane. Uh, it just happened. Uh, it just so I, I'm satisfied with that result. Is, is all I'll say. Um, okay, score predictions. You're going to go and- first this week because you've been the one predicting all of these crazy high offensive scores. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious to see what direction you go uh, in this week with with the Giants and, and this offense that seems to be putting up about 13 to 15 points every game. Yeah. And, and, and yes. And folks, drop it in the chat. I, I'm seeing some, some chats now, some score predictions. We'll read them all off. I like Mike, uh, in our Insta chat says, uh, uh, talking about Van Ness, low grade Bosa on the other side of Gary. Watch out. Low grade for now, Mike. We think Van Ness, his stock is just continuing to trend upwards. And, uh, D, uh, Costmayer94 says, uh, we finally figured it out for now. LOL. <laughs> yeah, that is the NFL, and that is a Packer fan if I've ever heard one with that uh, comment. Um, John Stone in the chat on uh, Facebook drops in Pack41, Giants 6. John, I love the prediction. I hope you're right. Um, I'm bullish. I'm not quite that bullish, but I'm extremely bullish this week. 31-17, the Packers go on Monday Night Football, take care of business against the Giants. The Giants get a little bit more than they've, they've kind of gotten recently on offense. They get 17, um, but the Packers just go in, take care of business. The, this uh, offensive firepower is too much. The Packers' defense is going to overpower and overmatch 
watch, I think, this Giants offense and, and give the Packers offense the ball in really good field position throughout the game. So I think that there's a lot of factors at play, maybe some special teams. Uh, positivity for this Packers team as well. K9 heating up on defense. I think K9's due for one to take one back one of these days as well. He's been looking electric with the ball in his hands. So 31-17, Packers taking care of business, winning this game on Monday Night Football. Dane, your special teams touchdown too, in addition? Or am, I, am I the maybe. only one predicting the defensive touchdown? But if, if I'm going to predict a defensive touchdown, this is the week that I'm finally predicting the Packers to score more than 30 points <laughs> in a game. Uh, so yes. I, not because I think the Giants are the worst defense that we played. I, I quite the contrary, but if we're going to get a defensive touchdown, I think this gets away, uh, from the Giants and, and I'm sorry if I'm going to be a complete homer. This is the time to do it. The way the Packers, they just came up. They just beat the Chiefs. Uh, they just beat the Lions. Uh, you know, the Chargers, meh, whatever. But three straight wins, three big wins, and there's a lot to love about what's going on with the Packers right now. And if we're going to get a defensive touchdown this week, if we're going to keep going and getting in the rhythm offensively, I think the Giants are going to be hard-pressed on the offensive side of the football to maintain possession, to be quite honest with you. Um, so this this has blowout uh, all over it. Dane, I've got Packers 34 to 10. I'm not going to quite go to John's level, but 34 to 10 this week for the Packers. Big win on Monday Night Football. And it officially, we're going to officially be talking about the Packers as one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Uh, granted, not against a good Giants team, but I think, uh, four straight wins going and putting a stamp on it, uh, with this little, primetime football streak uh, with a big win against the New York Giants on Monday night. 34 to 10 is my score prediction. Wags, you're getting me hyped up. And and not only me, my mom just chimed in on our Facebook chat saying she's glad you're getting over uh, on board with the over 30 points, gang. Uh, well, so your mom is probably uh, sick of me giving you crap for predicting the <laughs> Packers are going to score over 30 points. So I completely understand. Uh, so I can't give you any grief anymore uh, for, for making those predictions. So here we are. Uh, what can I say? Um, I'm officially on board with the Packers offensively and what they did, uh, especially last week against the yeah, Chiefs. Uh, that's I you can't underrate how good that Chiefs defense has been. I I know that in years past that's been uh, kind of their their weak point, uh, but that's a good defense uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Packers. Uh, just looked phenomenal on the offensive <laughs> side of football last week. Uh, so that's not just a, a flash in a pan or, or, or a one week thing. It's been multiple weeks now and uh, my eyes tell me that they've got some things figured out on the offensive side of football. Yeah. Uh, so Monday night football, then we'll be back next week, Thursday, uh, breaking down the, the next week and talking a little bit about this Monday night game. Um, folks, remember, go on all of our social, Insta, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, right? Find us, uh, rate us, review us, share with your friends. Remember, it's also Pro Bowl voting. So get out there and vote some of our guys in Rashawn Gary's been phenomenal. Hey, vote for Jordan Love. Let's get Jordan in that Pro Bowl. Hey, 
Let's talk about some of these other guys. Rudy Ford's got 59 tackles and two picks at safety. Get the dude in, folks. Like, let's do it across the board. Let's get our Packer pals in into the Pro Bowl. I think it helps, across, you know, for everybody if they're getting in. So go there. Vote now. It's limited. So we need to be able to make sure we're getting these Packers in the Pro Bowl. Jaden Reed. Vote for Jaden Reed. That's all I've got to say. Um, I, I love all our Packers, but Jaden Reed, um, let's get him as Pro Bowl votes right here in the rookie season. He's putting up the numbers. Uh, he's got the look. So I, I'm going to continue to promote. Um, so that'll be my uh, promotion for the week. Folks, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for jumping in and joining in the chat. Love all of you guys. Um, as always, be legendary and go Pack Go. go. Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Only thing I will say